0: Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. Today on the podcast, I have a really fun interview with James Bartol. And before I tell you a little bit more about him, I want to remind you of my mentorship program, my design mentor, we are accepting new members currently through the summer, and I'd love for you to get in there, get a jump start on your career with the help of someone who's been there and done that. So if that's of interest to you, you can learn more about my design mentor in the show notes. Uh, You can also find links to those downloads that I offer. The three things I wish I had known before I started my career in interior design and the roadmap to interior design career. Both of those are really helpful. And then you get put on the mailing list so you won't miss an episode. It comes straight to your inbox every week along with other information and bonus info that I like to put in there. Also, don't forget about the promotion that we have for the month of June with Erica Sorrett. She is offering her Brand Storytelling Masterclass. Now, you'll remember Erica was on episode 38 talking about storytelling and brand marketing. So you're going to want to go back and listen to that episode. And then I'd love for you to leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And when you do and you screenshot that and email me or post it on Instagram and tag me, then you will get your coupon code for taking her masterclass for free. You're not going to miss this opportunity because the course is designed to be a short and easy to complete You'll learn how to write compelling stories for your brand in an easy-to-implement, step-by-step masterclass format designed to get you crafting unforgettable brand narratives in just a few short hours. By the end of this course, you'll create your own taglines, brand scripts, and content matrix allowing you to easily generate 20-plus unique content topics to use for social media, blog posts, email campaigns, and more. So... Take advantage of this limited offer for the month of June. If you're interested, you can find information about the course in the show note links. And in exchange for that review, you'll get that coupon code. So don't forget to do that. All right, let me tell you a little bit more about James. James Bartle is a New York City-based production designer working primarily in the film and television industry. He received his BFA in film TV production at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. James' production design credits include a variety of feature and short films that have screened at festivals worldwide. Television, print, and commercial projects include clients and networks such as Nordstrom, Estee Lauder, Wired, True TV, Investigation Discovery, Bravo, and MTV. Most recently, James has been sharing his experience with the next generation of filmmakers, as an adjunct professor teaching production design classes at Montclair State University. And I had such a fun time talking with him about giving to the next generation, which is also something that I believe in with my mentorship program. Um, and I just really enjoyed talking with him about set design and film design and, and really could see in his background <laughs> that he was definitely had an eye for design He definitely has a flair for the design, but it's also great to talk about the film aspect of it. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation and let's hear from James. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Hi, James. Welcome to Design Curious Podcast. So great to have you on here. Thank you so much.
1: It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and it's great because I love your industry. I think it's really interesting. Definitely adjacent to interior design and residential design. And so uh, let's talk about production design. So how did you get into that? And what was your path into that creative field?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, it started a long, long time ago as a kid. And I was you know, lucky to have parents that uh, let me play around with the, the video camera at home and made a lot of home movies back in the 90s, uh, different time. But I really knew that I wanted to work in film or movies. And uh, as I started to get older, I got really into theater in high school. And ended up doing a lot of the set design for some high school productions and my local children's theater productions. Then went to NYU uh, Mm -hmm. for film. Really thought that that I wanted to be a director. And then as I was in school, I realized that I was a little bit more interested in the sort of creating these visual worlds of, Mm. of films. And once I started to understand the roles of a production designer, I realized like, okay, this is where... I belong. And this is this is the right field for me. And yeah, since then, just been working, doing a lot of film, TV, also some commercials, some photo shoots as well mm-hmm. for advertising. And yeah, that's sort of where I'm at, at right now.
0: OK, great. So I've talked a lot on the show about like what interior designers do, what their roles are. Could you explain a little more about what the roles of a production designer is?
1: Yeah, for sure. So the production designer is sort of concerned with the overall aesthetic look of the film. Essentially, we like to say anything that is on screen that is not, isn't the actors, um, okay. everything else, the environments, the set, the props, and just sort of helping to formulate that look with the director mm-hmm. and the cinematographer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's sort of part of this, uh, what we call like the holy trinity of a film production the director, cinematographer, and the production designer. Okay. And the head of the art department, okay. uh, which involves set decorators and props masters, painters, scenic artists. You know, it's a huge part of production mm-hmm. and not always given the recognition or the right, you know, the understanding of what the role is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, you know, I found it to be really fascinating and fulfilling and Mm. you know it's never never a dull moment
0: yeah I imagine that it's a very large and encompassing type of production because you're not only doing just like interior set decorating you're also choosing locations and everything that comes into view on camera so that is that's a lot of moving parts that you have to think about very in-depth there did you get a degree in production design then, or is that a degree that's offered?
1: Um, yeah. So I got a degree in film and TV production okay. and okay. then sort of concentrated in production design, okay. um, whereas some students, you know, concentrated in editing or cinematography or even costume design and sort of taking different paths there.
0: Great. So then in your education, did they require you to take any like art history classes and you know, interior design introduction classes, just because you're going to be dealing with a lot of those types of things. What kind of classes did they have you take?
1: Yeah, well, a lot of uh, definitely art history classes, because Mm -hmm. so much of this job involves research, Mm -hmm. especially when you're working with different time periods. Also, classes in, in camera are important because uh, understanding what different lenses do to the spaces that you create, uh, it's amazing what a camera can do to make spaces feel bigger or smaller, mm-hmm. or sort of what you design that looks correct with your in-person might not look the same on camera, often does not look the same oh, on camera. right, yeah and that also encompasses lighting which as you know as an interior designer is huge mm-hmm. and um you know really paints the space that you design and create mm-hmm. there's a lot of different elements at play in production design as with interior design mm-hmm. in terms of interior design like education mm-hmm. i already had like a really strong interest in that mm-hmm. uh, i didn't need to take any specific classes for that i worked for an interior designer through college and after college, oh, okay. and also worked with some apartment stagers okay. or home stagers. we We have apartments in New York mostly. so mm-hmm. uh, but you know the same thing as a home stager yeah. and definitely influences my work. and there's so much crossover between the two
0: interesting. So what made you work with interior designers while you were in college? Yeah, I've always been really
1: interested in it just on a personal level. Uh I have always been concerned with my spaces and my home. You know, and I do think there's so much crossover. Like Mm -hmm. color theory is really important, as you know. And it also helped me sort of be more aware of different designer styles, different periods, different aesthetic choices, also where to source a lot of the props and furniture and uh, what we call set dressing in film. It you know helped me become more acquainted with uh, where all these pieces come from. And mm-hmm. yeah, also very fulfilling and has also been a career that I feel I would enjoy. And, and in many ways, like I said, there's so much crossover.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, do you think you would ever leave production design and go into interiors?
1: <laughs> I do. I don't know that I would leave, but yeah. I think there's definitely a world where I could do both yeah. and be totally yeah, I would be thrilled to do more of that. I really got a lot out of, you know, I really enjoyed apartment staging yeah. and um also working for designers and and uh, it definitely scratches a lot of the same itches creatively. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of production designer colleagues that I have work In interior design as well, or came from interior design.
0: Okay. So they maybe had degrees in interior design and then they crossed over into that field.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you... We'll do the design for your own home is that what i see in your background here <laughs> your
1: own i am at home yes yeah, looks great. yes oh thank you i'm i'm feeling i was very nervous speaking with a you know a, a interior designer to be a judge i'm a bit of a maximalist oh
0: uh, yeah if you i can see tell. that style yeah i love it it works well thank That's you great yeah so We know that you have experience and interest in interior design. Are there other areas of design that have also worked into your creative flow here?
1: Yeah. uh, As a production designer, a lot of graphic design comes into play. And yeah, lighting design to a degree because... We're very, you know, in production design and as part of the art department, we're very interested in what we call practical lighting, which is any light source that is seen on camera versus Mm -hmm. like a movie light. Sometimes whole scenes are lit just through table lamps and floor lamps. Considering that, you know, keeping that sort of design involved and in mind is is super important as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, and going back to when you said how things look completely different on camera than they do in real life made me think of how when we go to photograph projects that we've completed and I'm there with the photographer and we're looking through her camera we'll start to move the furniture into a position that we wouldn't normally stage it like (laughs) that for the client because it's like floating some odd way in the middle of the room. But through the camera lens, it looks proportional. It looks like a good dimension. Um, So I'm sure you have to consider a lot of that as you're doing your production designs.
1: Yeah, definitely. A big one is uh, and one that took, you know, experience to learn is whenever we hang wall art, you have to hang it about six inches lower than you might naturally hang it um, yeah which I always like looks a little funny but on camera you know it looks correct
0: yeah people tend to hang wall art too high anyways <laughs> so when I go to that's people's true. houses it's like nearly up at the ceiling <laughs> so I'll that's know that true. like you know some guy came through who was like six five and hanging all the the photos he's like it seems right to me <laughs> but, but uh, yeah that's a great point What about your personal taste? I know you said you're a maximalist. And how does that influence your design style?
1: I mean, with production design, you're designing so many different interiors. And you really do have to cater towards, you know, it's always about story. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, as much as my personal uh, aesthetic is sort of veers towards maximalism, I I do have to, you know, adjust for a character because mm. we might have a, a character's home that is, you know, we, we want to reflect the traits of the character and help tell that story. So often that is someone who is very, who might be very minimalist or might not be concerned with their home design, or, or maybe we want to emphasize the sort of like chaos of a character, mm. which, mm-hmm. you know, might mean laundry on the floor and trash bins overflowing and at the end of the day like I said you're always supporting story and character in that way
0: yeah I think that's so fascinating sometimes I'll be watching a movie or a show or something and I'm really just like not paying attention to the story because I'm looking at the set and thinking about like <laughs> how the designer had to you know source that or put that there or why they chose that thing and I get distracted by that <laughs> I'm sure most interior (laughs) designers do because we're noticing. And once in a while, I'll recognize a piece of furniture or artwork or something that I know where it came from. I'm like, oh, I know that. I've got that (laughs) in my client's house or something like that. So,
1: um, Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the interior designer in you for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What kind of uh, skills do you think are universal that can cross over from interior design, production design, or just design in general?
1: Well, I think when it comes to production design, as compared to interior design, speaking about character earlier, I think in good interior design also tells a story. Um, there's a narrative quality about mm. good interior design. And yeah. I'm sure you experience with your clients, you know, you want to make their home feel like their own versus the cover of a magazine and picking things that aren't just trendy, but are, are personalized. So I'm really interested in in that and how Good interior design can reflect a narrative, not to mention just the narrative of of objects and the Mm. stories that, you know, objects or certain fabrics and colors can tell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I do have a big interest in antiques and um, Mm. vintage housewares, which I think really plays into, you know, we speak a lot about furniture, pieces with character. And I think that's a big interest of mine that certainly feeds into my professional work.
0: Yeah. Have you had friends or family kind of pick up on your skills and ask to do their houses or anything like that? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yes. I'm sure you have as well. You yeah.
0: Know, <laughs> or they'll be out shopping and they text you like, is this okay for my
1: house? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. My my mother and I have that, have that rapport, yeah. although she has great taste. So she always, yeah. <laughs> she just needs a backup sometimes, but.
0: Is that where you get it from, your creative yeah, talent? I
1: think so. I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. My parents um, renovated a, a, an old 1800s home back when I was a kid. And mm. I think that sort of, and my dad um, refinished a lot of antique furniture. Mm. And I think that definitely planted the seed at an early age. Yeah, it's like, this is cool. And this is, you know, this is something I'm interested in.
0: Were you living in that house while they were renovating it?
1: Yeah, um, which was quite. It was exciting as a kid. I think my parents yeah. were. I know my parents were exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> during <laughs> it, and we also. Uh, I'm I'm from rural Maine, mm-hmm. which has some intense weather, especially in the winters. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so um, kind of living in as the a home is coming together, sort of dealing with, uh, you know, especially with an old house and and old heating systems and drafty. Uh, drafty rooms and that sort of thing. It was a lot of fun. And I, mm-hmm. I still look back on that on that house with a lot of fondness.
0: I'm sure it has spoken into what you're doing now, just being able to see the house and its deconstruction and observe the things. And, I'm, and I could see that it probably does play a part in your um, liking for antiques and things like that, because such a historical house would be really interesting to live in, I
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, definitely fed that that interest at an early age, um, and you were speaking about skills too, and, and there's certainly a lot to be taken from, back and forth production design to interior design, and mm-hmm. I have to do a lot of drafting and floor plans, as interior designers do as well. Okay. Um, we also do a lot of mood boards mm-hmm. and pulling together swatches, and mm-hmm. and like I said, it's a lot of you know a lot of the same. Skills, I think.
0: And who would be the person you're presenting to then? Is it the director and like who gets to decide what looks good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's always a
1: collaboration. But one of the first things I do when I take a job, or even sometimes before I take a job and have to give sort of a, a pitch of, you know, how I would handle these spaces and how I would handle sort of the overall palette of the film and the aesthetic of the film, and then sort of starting to zero in on individual sets and you know all the way down to what kind of silverware this Mm. character uses, or it's very exciting for me to start with these sort of like broad strokes of a design and just sort of keep filtering in and in. But yes, to answer your question, you sort of present these ideas to a producer or to the producers, to the director, often the cinematographer but okay. that person is sometimes brought in after you actually mm. and uh, yeah it's it's just constantly a dialogue if you are working with great directors they often trust your work you know you're the professional mm-hmm. and they certainly you know you take these notes and develop the design further and it's a constant collaboration mm-hmm. it's really exciting exciting i yeah. mean you can't do your work in a bubble you know right. you, have, you feed off each other's ideas And it's all about visual communication, Mm -hmm. really. It's Mm -hmm. just how can I put together the most visual pitch or it's all about showing swatches, like I said, and reference images Mm -hmm. and creating models, set models. And it's all about, you know, presenting things as visually as possible because Mm -hmm. as you move into production, you start to execute those ideas. And... You can't have the director at your side the whole time because they're mm-hmm. concerned with actors and the camera and technical and costume and, and all all these other things. So mm-hmm. it's coming up with really concrete design ideas from the beginning, getting that sign off. And then, you know, they sort of trust you to execute with your own team, of course.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think I would enjoy that collaborative because I love collaborating with other designers in my office and you know, we'll get the client's input eventually, but we'll yeah. collaborate with them. Um, but even like the tradespeople, who have like the carpenter, will be like, "Oh, what if we build it this way?" You know, and just like have ideas that I wouldn't even thought of. So I think that's that's a great approach. Yeah,
1: for sure. I think it's about yeah respecting everybody's background and and what they can contribute that you might like you said might not think of and mm-hmm. and um, bringing in their own ideas and kind of like growing it into this like really cool thing that you you know this mm-hmm. this overall aesthetic that's um, that everybody's excited about.
0: Yeah, what about budgets? So I'm sure just like we deal with our clients' budgets and sometimes they're generous sometimes they're really tight <laughs> and so you have to there's challenges with both are you running into that often or do you feel like you're scrambling to make it come together or do you feel like you usually have a pretty good budget to work with
1: I mean I've worked with all sorts of budgets as I'm sure you have too and I, I think actually the biggest challenge for me is time over mm. budget we often talk about the like time, money, quality triangle. Like right. pick two, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Um, but I find time. You know, if I have time, we can get creative to make mm-hmm. things budget friendly. Um, but if there is no time, you know, sometimes we have to spend more money just to get. The job done but yeah. i appreciate a little bit of a challenge too and and you know how can we make this budget mm-hmm. friendly and get the most out of it mm-hmm. um, and it forces you to be really creative
0: yeah constraints really do spark creativity <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah I think so. so sometimes it's good to have a little bit of a constraint even though we all wish for the unlimited budgets and time
1: <laughs> too. sure yeah exactly exactly yeah,
0: yeah. So what kind of projects are you working on now and what have been your favorite up to this point?
1: Well, I just finished a feature film or rather I, I finished it last year, but it just premiered at the South by Southwest Festival Ooh, um, a yeah. feature film that I'm really excited about and excited for people to see. Um, you know, right now it's in sort of early stages and it'll go around the festival circuit, mm-hmm. but, I'm, you know, soon enough we'll be streaming and yeah, I'm really. It's called Late Bloomers. Okay. Uh, directed by Lisa Steen, and it's about this sort of uh, millennial woman who's kind of a mess. Um, she's trying to figure her life out, and ends up drunkenly breaking her hip in an accident, <laughs> and ends up in uh, physical therapy with an older woman who doesn't speak English. And oh. The film is, it takes place uh, here in New York City, and it deals with a lot of topics sort of, and themes sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, your found family here Mm -hmm. in a a city and and what that's like, and also a little bit of gentrification. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm really excited for people to see it. I, I just saw it for the first time at the festival which is always a little nerve-wracking but it yeah. was it was very satisfying
0: yeah you were satisfied with your work too I'm sure that is a nerve-wracking to see like how it really comes together after they've edited it and you know done whatever they need to do to make sure that your designs have held up too
1: oh yeah and you have to be (laughs) be mentally prepared for like oh that one set that I spent all that time and lost all that sleep over doesn't make it or yeah you know certain shots that you know sometimes you you only see one half of the room that you spent all this time on and Mm -hmm. and but uh you kind of have to just resign to that and understand Mm -hmm. that's like you know this is what this the story needed and and yeah the end of the day it's not a showcase of your design so much as just doing what needs to happen to to tell this story but of course you know like you said when you watch um, when you watch movies or or tv just honing in on these little design details and mm-hmm. so i'm often seeing things or my mistakes or my oh, you know things yeah. i would have done better than nobody <laughs> else's <is. Sure, laughs> nobody yeah. else is paying attention to but yeah. but that wasn't the case with this movie so
0: yeah that happens in interiors too you'll be like you know you pretty much finished the project and there might be something you're like Well, I would have preferred this fabric, but it was out of stock. So we had to do this one. And, you know, like nobody's going to know the difference, but (laughs) you do as the designer, you could see the potential, but it's really not going to make a difference in in the final product. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: But I'm sure you learn a lot from that also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you know, I think is always valuable if you can pull away from a project and say, Okay, well, I you know I, I I keep a little journal, And after every project that I work on or even during the project, I you know sort of take notes of like, okay, well, you know in the future I should you know I would do it mm-hmm. this way. And like this worked really well, but mm-hmm. maybe they're sort of just like a a way to keep track of opportunities for growth in the future,
0: yeah, for sure. yeah.. I have this document, a living document called Lessons Learned for each project. And so I'll like, be like, there's that. always something that I'm learning every time I have a project. You know, I've been doing it for 15 years, but um, there's always a new scenario that happens. And so so I like to keep track of that just so I'm not repeating my mistakes, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what's so exciting about the work that we do is it's it is always different. We have our own processes, but... You have to tailor your work to the project and to the people you're working with. I, I think that's really exciting and part of the fun of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your bio says that you're starting to share your experience with next generation filmmakers. And so tell us a little about that journey. Like you're starting to, are you mentoring or just speaking around? Yeah, so
1: I'm actually teaching undergrad classes at Montclair State University over in New Jersey. I sort of just kind of happened upon it last uh, spring semester, so spring of 2022. Mm -hmm. And I sort of uh, fell into it. A colleague, friend of a friend sort of recommended me for it. And I thought, well, I don't know. You know, I've not really done any teaching, but I do like working with young people. and I thought, well, you know, and, and generally the film industry, at least here in New York, is a little bit slower in the winter, in the early spring, just because the days are shorter and it gets very cold and um, the work is a little bit sparse. So I thought, you know, I have time to do this Mm -hmm. and why not try it? And I, you know, I went in not knowing how it was going to turn out or if I'd be any good at it or if I would enjoy it, but I, I really got so much out of it. And it, it got me excited about the work oh, again, good. too, because yeah. it's, it's easy to get, I don't want to say discouraged, but you, you've done interior design for 15 years, and mm-hmm. it, it can get really exhausting and, mm-hmm. and teaching really kind of invigorated those interests for me again, and I going through my old school books and notes yeah. and things. I yeah. thought, you know, and especially reviewing films mm-hmm. I and seeing the students get really excited about it. I thought this is the, I just was reminded of like, this is why I really love the work. And I um, know I'm doing it. I'm uh, teaching again this, they asked me back. So I, I am back this spring and teaching again and learned from, you know, my experience last year. Uh And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really gratifying. And I'm really enjoying it a lot. I don't know if it's something that I'll, you know, I don't know how long I'll be doing it or uh, right now it's perfect for me and I'm enjoying it.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, that's really great. It's good to be reminded of your why when things are tough or like you've been doing it a long time and you just kind of lose a little focus on your career and you're like oh yeah this is why I'm doing it this is why I love yeah. design and um, get really inspired by it again is always a fun experience
1: <laughs> yeah and yeah. I'm sure you doing this podcast and talking with people I'm sure you get a lot of that same uh, energy and excitement yeah. out of that that's that's really cool
0: yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for all the great information about production design. Um any last minute advice for a creative thinking about doing a career of design? Like what what would you recommend for them?
1: Well, I I think I would say just jump in and start doing it. And that could start at a personal level in your own, you know, in your own home and your own spaces. I think that's a good way to build up a portfolio and mm-hmm. take pictures and Obviously, there's a lot of great reading material out there and a lot of great, yeah, education available. But I do think that the best way to do it is just to jump in and and start to keep kind of my skills fresh. I will often do sort of just like concepts for films that don't exist or projects mm. that won't be realized. But it's right. just like a good way to kind of, you know, strengthen those those muscles and that yeah. that skill set a little bit. And and I think that's that would be my advice is just jump in there and do it and and mm-hmm. learn, learn as you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's always stuff you're gonna learn along the way. So just get started now. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's true.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much, James. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
1: Yeah, you too. I I enjoy listening to the podcast. So again, I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, great. Well, you're welcome to come back anytime and we'll, we'll talk to you again later.
1: All right. Sounds great. Thank you.
0: So that was such a fun conversation. I really enjoyed having James on the podcast. And hopefully we can follow his progress and his career and just kind of keep tabs on how he's giving back to the next generation and the influence that he can have. So fun. So don't forget, again, that you're going to want to leave a review of the podcast where you listen to podcasts. You can leave a review there, take a screenshot of it and send it to me so that you can get your code for that masterclass that Erica Sor is offering And don't forget to sign up for My Design Mentor and get your free downloads and all the things. And next week, we will continue our summer series, having more interviews than just me talking, which is kind of fun. So we'll have another great interview next week. And until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com, or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.